Come on, let's lift our voices to the Lord. Come on, would you do that together? thankful you're here today. Yeah. It feels good to be um, amongst friends this morning. And um, I think I'm certain uh, I've preached for all these men besides Brother Holland on the platform, but these are all my friends. And uh, appreciate them um, for standing here thanking uh, a few moments ago um, the two men that I preached my first revivals for, uh, married 20 years ago, uh, are here today. Uh, Brother Marshall is sitting back here, and Brother Carroll up on the platform. And. Um, I honor these men and um, thank you for taking a chance on a young man. And I promise you I will never forget that. And um, it, is an, it is an honor to be here today and I want to do what I feel um, this afternoon or this morning, be this afternoon here, just a few moments. Uh, I'd like to turn your attention to the book of Zechariah chapter 1. Zechariah chapter 1. I have two uh, very special guests here with me today. Um, my boys, my oldest boys here with me. And um, time flies. It goes by so fast. And... Um, the older I get, the more I am convicted by that scripture that talks about redeeming the time. Uh, you better, you better buy it up because it, it goes quick. And um, Caden's a great, great young man, and um, he's my he's my traveling partner, and uh, I love him dearly. And also, my I have three brothers, but. I have a brother here with me today, Casey, and um, I love him, and he's a dear, he's more than just my brother, he's a, he's a dear friend, um, so um, if you're going to go after church trying to find some dirt, he's not going to give you any, praise God. <laughs> we got a little deal worked out, and, but he's, what are you laughing about? Brother Dykes has a twisted sense of humor. He gets his kicks out of twisted things. And he got us all over at his house one night. His wife cooked and it was a setup and I just was dumb. I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. And he invited my brothers, two of my brothers, I think 
Was Jared there too? Two of my brothers over that night. And uh, I realized um, after about 30 minutes that it, it, I'd been set up. And uh, he pried and asked questions. And what do you do? You just sit there and squirm. <laughs> Praise God. But uh, I, I love my brother, really. And I'm thankful he's here today. We don't get to do this very often. Zechariah chapter 1, verse number 18. Let's quickly get into the word of the Lord. Then lifted I up mine eyes and saw, and behold, four horns. And I said unto the angel that talked with me, What be these? And he answered me, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Now I want to stop here, pause, and make a very important note. Several years ago, um, when the Lord first began to deal with me about this, this was the hook that drew me into um, what I'll share with you today. Um, these are the horns which have scattered, say it with me, Judah, Judah. Israel, Israel, and Jerusalem. Several years ago, I was um, reading through this passage, and that struck me um, in a strange way, but I felt like it was important. But at the same time, I remembered seeing those three things mentioned just like that before, but I couldn't remember where. I went back and started looking at some notes, and I found where I had remembered that being used just like that. That's, that's, that's a very interesting thing, and I want us to look at this. Let me, let me share this with you. Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. These three are the totality of the righteous seed of Abraham. When you see these three mentioned like this, it is the totality, say totality, of the righteous seed of Abraham. Now watch. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. Then said I, what come these to do? And he said, saying, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man did lift up his head. But these are come, these carpenters are come, to fray them and to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. How many is thankful for the word of the Lord? I'd like to preach this afternoon for just a few moments from this thought. Subduing, scattering spirits. Subduing, scattering spirits. 
subduing, scattering spirits. I went back and checked. It's taken almost three years. And I still don't know if it's just right. But these men behind me and men out in this congregation know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it takes a while for something to really, for it to come to fruition. But I think the time's right. And I think this is where we're at. And I think it's a word from the Lord. Here's what I want to do. I want a man, I want everyone to be seated. Hold on a second. Except one man representing every church that's here. So you may have to look around, but you just one man, everyone sit down besides one man representing your local church. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-seven local churches. Now you say this is just two services. That's not the way I look at it. In the next hour or so, I look at the opportunity. This is an opportunity to impact 32 local churches. And so, to give you a little framework of of where we're headed, I want something to happen in men today. But I want something to happen in men that the local church is impacted. I want to see your local churches impacted. I want to see something happen today that will make a difference tomorrow. So if you're in agreement with me on that, let's touch on it together and just thank God for letting it be so. Come on, right now. Let it be so. You can be, you can be seated. Thank you for standing. The prophet in Zechariah chapter 1 lifts up his eyes. As he lifts up his eyes, he sees four horns. The Bible tells us that in this realm, it is as seeing into a glass darkly. Pieces. And so with these pieces... That Zechariah now has these four horns. He asks the angel that he was talking with, what be these? As I have already stopped and made you privy of, this voice echoes, answers him back and says, these are the horns which have scattered 
Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. These are the horns. Now, any time that you are working, a student is working their way through the Old Testament scriptures. We're going to make this just real easy to get today. When you see horns, horns are indicative of power. They're indicative of strength and aggressiveness. In fact, the Amplified's rendition of this portion of Scripture defines these horns as four separate powers. Some translations say four animals rising up or four symbols of power. These are powers that are rising up. Rising up against that important thing that I have already emphasized. Rising up. And they are rising up to scatter Judah and Israel and Jerusalem. Ladies and gentlemen, it has fallen my assignment today to help you understand that this looks, this mirrors the hour and the day that you and I are living in. Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. The totality of the righteous seed of Abraham. Made righteous by the covenant of Abraham. This is the day and hour, men, that we are living in. You need to understand this. We are living in a day and an hour which demonic, diabolical powers are rising up with one purpose. These demonic powers are rising up to scatter the righteous seed. Praise God. You need to understand that. The devil hates anything that resembles righteousness. The devil hates anything that resembles godliness. The devil hates anything that resembles holiness. Come on now. I know you're not used to being at church on noon on Saturday. But it's going to be a whole lot easier if you help me preach. Come on. He is, he is rose up against this 21st century church to scatter righteousness. Hallelujah. These spirits, and I will not take time. We'll just lump them all into one. These scattering spirits have showed they have reared their ugly head in 2019 for one purpose. Are you hearing me? For one purpose. It's to scatter righteousness. The devil wants to, dis- he wants to destroy righteous churches. He wants to destroy righteous thinking. He wants to destroy righteous living. He wants to destroy righteous men. Hallelujah. I need some of you. I need some of you to tag in because you're there. That's why there has been pressure on your home. That's why you live under constant pressure in your mind. That's why you're under pressure at work. That's why you're under pressure in your private life. That's why we're having this meeting. We're having this meeting to let righteous men know there are spirits out there that want to destroy the righteous life. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise for it right now. 
Hallelujah. Some columnist wrote an article that things are beginning to turn because supposedly the statistics of divorce have been on a decline. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not here to be a pessimist but a realist today. When you really get down to the statistics, there is a slight decline in divorces. But it's because people have given up on commitment. There's not near as many people getting married. Marriage is no longer looked at as holy. The sanctity, the institute of marriage is no longer looked at something. Come on, that is godly and righteous. Hallelujah. I want to tell a man right now, this is not in my notes, but I feel it in the spirit. You better get in the mirror before we leave this building today. This is not about your wife's hormones. Come on. This is not about you living with the witch of Endor. This is a spirit that wants to destroy your righteous relationship with your wife. This is not an argument. Come on, let's see it for what it is. This is not an an argument about the future for our kids. This is not an argument about what color of car that we're going to drive. I want to take it down a little bit further. This is about righteous seed being scattered. The devil wants to destroy your kids. He wants to destroy your marriage. Come on, he wants to wreak havoc in the church. Boy, I hit a wall there. You mess with me, I'll park and stay a while. Get your finger out of your wife's face. Quit blaming this on everybody around you. Call it what it is. A spade is a spade. It's the devil. And he wants to destroy all of those years you've lived for God. All of those years. You've been married 25 years. And you're throwing the D word around. Shame on you. We need to throw the D word around all right. Not divorce. Demonic. Let's call it what it is. Destroy righteous preachers. I use the word righteous very loosely because I believe it encompasses a lot of things. I'm not just talking about what you're wearing or if your hair's off of your cuff collar here today. I'm talking about your spirit. Righteousness is about being right. And I felt an unction last night when the elder bumped what he did about men in their relationship with their pastor. You need, come on now, you need to get off your pastor's case. You need to quit talking about him. Come on. Well, he's just not what he used to be. Let me tell you, let me call it what it is. It's not that he's older. It's not that he doesn't believe in revival. Come on, the horn, the horn, the scattering horn of the devil wants to destroy your righteous relationship between you and your pastor Hallelujah. scattering spirits 
I've seen enough scattering for the rest of my life. Scattering marriages, scattering families, scattering preachers, scattering churches. I've heard you preach before. I sense a little extra urgency there. Yeah, because I'm not here to be a prophet of doom, but I want you to see how it works. It doesn't say that these horns are scattering the righteous seed of Abraham. This word says it has scattered. It's already been done. We got to quit talking about this, Brother Samson, like it's something that's coming. We got to get our head out of the sand as a proverbial ostrich and see it for what it is. This is not something coming. This is not just something that's going on. I'm standing in defense of every scattered marriage and every scattered church and every scattered ministry. I don't want to get one more phone call of another friend for whatever reason. Come on. That has left the ministry or another church that has shut its doors or another family that has been destroyed. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to say something. Somebody's got to speak to these scattering spirits. Well, it'll never happen to me. That'll never happen in my church. That'll never happen to my preacher. That'll never happen in my ministry. Is it any coincidence that the scattering that's been done? You guys tell me the cases you've been dealing with. It's not marriages of people that have been married two or three years. It's not ministries that have been around two or three years. It's not churches that have just opened their doors. Stuff that's been around a while. How long have they been? 25 married? They've been married 25 years? Come on. How many years have he been, has he, has he been there? How many years has he been preaching the gospel? How many, he was raised in the church? It's that righteous seed he's after. It's after, he's after those men that have been faith, faithful. He's after those, he's after those ministries. He's after those churches. He's after that righteous seed. Let me tell you something. Just because something has been right is no guarantee that it's going to be right. Being right is a constant renewal process. Renewing me. Restoring me. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody here right now. You need to see this thing for what it is. You're calling it everything but what it is. This is dynamic. This is the devil. This is the devil trying to destroy your right.
righteous relationship. Is there anybody here that's going to fight for your marriage? Fight for your relationship with God. Fight. Fight for your church. From a theological, as you're studying the Word of God, when you're speaking of really getting studious, there is a, there is a thing called the law of first mention. And I go back to the Bible and I look at the first place that war, first place that war happens. Ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen here today, let me tell you the first place where war is mentioned. Come on, it's not war with somebody across the creek. It's not war. It's not war with an enemy. It's Abraham gathering 318 servants and he's willing to fight for his family. Come on, I'm trying to encourage some men here today. The real battle is for righteous families. The real battle is for righteous marriages. didn't wish it. He didn't want it. It's not something he just planned. He has scattered. Why has he scattered? He goes on to tell us. So, no man can lift his head. I said, I'm here to impact, not men, just men. I'm here to impact 32 local churches. You might have 20 good families. 19 of them remain good. You let one, you let one thing happen in one marriage. And I'll tell you exactly what happens to that church. If for a season, if you're not on top of it, and you're not identifying what's going on, and you're not willing to plow through it, it creates an oppression. Well, praise God, it does. I preach, maybe not in your church, but I have preached in churches and I have felt this. This scattering spirit at work, when it scatters the righteous seed, it's reasoning and scattering the righteous is it wants to push the head of every man and woman down. It wants to push the head of every preacher down. It wants to push the head of every church down. Why? Because when your head is down, there is no vision. Is this okay? I want to prophesy to a pastor right now. You came to this meeting and brought your men. But I'm going to prophesy to you right now. You came with your head down. You're letting that church trouble. You're letting that righteous seed that got scattered. You're letting your head down. Come on. You're letting your head down. Come on. The devil understands. You were closer to fresh vision than you've ever been before. You were right on the verge of the greatest breakthrough that you'd ever been. Come on. Get your head up. Look up. Look up. Look up. That's what we're doing today. Look up into the hills. 
wants to put your head down. Everything, you think about everything right, you think about everything good was happening before that thing exploded. And now you can't see everything good that was happening. Push your head down. No vision. And where there is no vision, people perish. Does it line up? He scatters. And then he destroys. It's God that comes to get life. It's God that comes to give life. But the Bible says the enemy comes to steal. Kill and destroy. He's not just happy scattering righteous seed. Come on, that's what this meeting's about. God, some of us have been scattered. Things have happened in our lives. You know why there's a bond and a strength here? Because the scattering, the scattering led us to one another. And we have linked arms. Oh, a lot of these men, I had known them that many years. You know what it is? But the enemy, he doesn't just want to scatter. He wants to push your head down. But I thank God we got some leaders here tonight that in the midst of scatteredness that are saved. We're not going to hold our head down. There's going to be open vision. There's going to be a move of God. He's not happy just to scatter righteous seed. He wants the righteous seed to perish. Brother Booker said, give it five years. It's been about eight. And I've never seen so many changes in such a short period of time in my life. Seems like all the time I'm going, what? You got to be kidding me. No way. It's righteous seed being scattered. He said, I liken this generation. He said, I liken it to something. He said, they piped. What is it? They mourned and no one lamented or vice versa. He said, they piped and no one danced. It's an unresponsive generation. And so I've seen righteous seeds start being scattered in the church. And then men piping their little song of righteousness. Well, what good is it? Because nobody wants to live righteous anymore. And when you can't get anybody to march, come on, to your, to your righteous, your righteous song that God's given you to, to pipe. I've seen good men that love this message. Come on, that have diluted it, that have watered it down. I'm not here to preach against stuff today, but I'm just telling you it's reality. It's the world that we're living in. And I refuse to just talk about miracle signs and wonders and watch righteousness. Come on. We have miracle signs and wonders because we are righteous. Because we are separated people. I've seen good men, the devil, take the pipe right out of their hand because of an unresponsive.
You've piped it and lived in front of your kids and then your kids decide they're going to go a totally different direction. It's not just the kids going a totally different direction. It causes causes men to hang their heads. So what's the answer to all this? What's the answer to all of this scatteredness? It's got to be stopped. It's got to be subdued. Somebody's got, I'm not talking about subduing. Let me, let me, let me, let me make something real clear. When I say subdue, I'm not, I'm not talking about just uh, putting it over in a corner somewhere. I'm talking about having authority over it. And I want to tell you men something. And there's a place for it and a time for it. But I think in our minds that we have thought that in order to subdue the scattering, that, 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 that the way to stop it was just spend all of our time talking about what's been scattered. Or spend a lot of our time preaching about who's doing the scattered, scattering and who's been scattered. Oh, well, it just got quiet here. Come on, conservative Pentecost. We got better minds than that. We've got, come on, you got better sense than that. What are we doing if we spend all of our time just pointing our finger at who doesn't have it right and who's compromised? It's obvious. Why are we preaching to the choir? Why are we spending all these money to have money to have conferences and preaching to the choir and going down the clothesline and reaffirming and re-edifying things? Come on, over and over and over and over and over. That was not the answer to subduing scattering spirits. Come on, Zechariah looked up again because God always has an answer. And he said, what is this I see? And he says, it's four carpenters. Boy, I'm going to preach it. You hear me? He said there are four carpenters. And God let Zechariah know these four carpenters are going to walk into this situation and break the horns and subdue the scattering. Not critics. Carpenters. You didn't hear me? Not cynics. Carpenters. Not warriors, workers. It's not the sounds of criticism that's going to subdue these scattering spirits. It's not the sounds. Come on. It is not the sounds of skepticism. It's not the sounds of judgmentalism that is going to reverse the tide of these destroying spirits. It's the echo of a hammer. It's the echo of construction. Let me remind you. He said upon this rock, I will... will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail young man come on I preach it to you right now don't get bitter go to building I don't 
don't know what's going on in your local church. I don't know what's going on in your family. Everybody in your family may have decided they're going to go charismatic and go to hell in a handbasket. But hear this preacher. Don't, don't get critical. Go to building. Don't get bitter. Don't get indifferent. We need carpenters. We don't need critics. We need carpenters. We don't need bitterness. We need building. God have mercy. I'm telling you, if you're getting beat in your local church, it's not time to quit. Come on. It's not time to hang your head. It's time to build. When you're getting beat, it's time to get built. The finances are down. Have revival anyways. The money's down. Have revival anyways. People's leaving. Have revival anyways. Build, 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 build. You know what the gates of hell cannot prevail against? Bill, Bill, Bill. You know what the devil can't stop? Bill, Bill, Bill. the sound of construction that causes the devil to cringe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought so and so backslid. Wait a minute. I thought that family got embittered and turned against the pastor. Come on. I came to scatter that whole church and the devil comes back after somebody else and says what is that? That's not lamenting. That's building. That's That's not weeping. That's shouting. That's not languishing. That's... Don't tell me you you don't have money to have revival. You can't afford to have revival. You can't afford not to have revival. You want a boat bad enough? You'll figure out. Are you hearing me? You'll figure out how to second and third mortgage something to buy a boat or a jet ski or a rifle. Let me tell you something. Figure out a way. Come on. It's revival that causes the devil to lose sleep at night. It's the... stop tearing down and start building up. Come on, let's stop tearing down and start building up. Am I doing okay, brother? Right. So, we ain't got time to whine and worry. It's too much work to do. 
We ain't got time to become cynical and caustic and critical and pharisaical. There's too much. We, you know, you show me sometime, you show me somebody that's become full of Pharisee, Phariseeism, and I'll show you somebody that's not doing anything. Oh yeah, they're doing something. They got their sleeves right. Come on, they got this right and that right, but they're not doing anything. Well, he's, he's being irreverent towards holiness. No, I'm not. Phariseeism is not how we subdue this. Oh, you're really going to help the person across town. Come on. Well, I know what they do and I know what they're letting their people do. And every time you see them in town, come on, you go the other way, look down your nose at them. Come on and act like they've got a disease. That's not building up. That's tearing down. You really got time to criticize somebody across town? He asked me, I'd have never told him. My boy. Is there hope? I said, I don't know. I said, but we wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. If you'd have gave as much energy fighting his battles. And his demons. As you spent most of your ministry fighting all these other little wars and trying to put out all these other fires that didn't even matter. And the stuff going on in your local churches and families in your local churches. We think we got time to get on the internet somewhere and stir up something. Well, I'm going to set him right on his doctrine. Well, why don't you let somebody else set him right on their doctrine? I got two. I got kids of my own. I got a righteous marriage. I got a righteous ministry. And I got to do everything in my power to build, 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 build. Are the comments coming out of my mouth constructive or destructive? Well, the Bible says to know them and labor among you. My God have mercy. That's not the only scripture in the Bible. The Bible also says if there be any among you that are spiritual. Ask me how to be used of God. You don't want to hear what I got to tell you. You ain't got, all the, you ain't got time for all that, Cole. You got time for all that. It's social media garbage. I'm going to tell you right now, we're not, we're not going to subdue. Well, well, you were with me a minute ago when I was getting on the pharisaical people. Well, you're confusing me. It's not confusing. It sounds like balance to me. You ain't got time for all that. Fighting wars. Ain't no wonder you walk around with your head down all the time. Ain't no wonder you got to get on the phone for somebody to give you a thought and constantly prop you up. You're not building. 
criticism is not construction. Come on, are you hearing me? Out of hurry. I've been 30 minutes. So I started thinking about, Brother Marshall, some things that could be worked on. The carpenter spirit in my life. Man, you better build up some walls of personal conviction. Some of you would build up, I'm talking about the carpentry spirit that subdues scattering spirits. Some of you would build up your own convictions. You would take your pastor out of the fire of trying to figure out how to navigate all of this. Because it's not as easy as just preaching against everything anymore. It's not that easy. Solomon's day, you could say, hey, She's down there on the corner of First and Central. Don't go by there. For the most part, if you stayed away from there, you were okay. But the seductress is not just on the corner of First and Central anymore. She walks among us. When you pick up your phone in the mornings and you slide it in your back pocket. She's there. When you pick up your iPad. She's there. When you look down at your watch, she's there. And I'm not, no, no, I'm not against preaching against specifics anymore. But I'm telling you, if we are going to subdue this scattering spirit that wants to wreak havoc with the righteous seed, somebody's going to have to build up some personal convictions. Fire fell. 450 prophets of Baal were destroyed. There were some things subdued that day on Mount Carmel. But before the fire could fall and 450 prophets of Baal could be destroyed, Elijah had to rebuild the altar. The lumber that comes to build walls of conviction and a man's life comes directly from the altar that he, the personal altars that he builds in his life. The lumber that has built the walls of conviction in my life that has kept my righteous seed from being scattered, that lumber was provided at a personal altar of consecration. Fire can't fall and we can't subdue. We cannot subdue the scattering spirits. If men do not know how to build altars. Thirteen years it took to build the temple. Seventy years later the wall still laid in ruin. It's dangerous to worship without walls. 
subduing, scattering spirits. I don't have, I've got too much, Brother Howard, to worry about in my own life to be worrying about what's going on in my neighbor's life. There's work to be done. There's nails to be driven in. There's some spots in the deck. Huh? There's some spots on the front the front porch that could use a little repair. Somebody's gotta somebody's gotta remove the old rotten wood. That's why we have meetings like this. And put so, put something down fresh. Debated in prayer what to spend most time on or what to close with today, but I'm hurrying. I can't talk about the carpenters and construction, the things that's going to break the powers that scatter the righteous seed. I can't talk about working on altars and working on personal convictions without talking about working on our relationships with one another. this doesn't cost me anywhere to preach hope it's okay to be vulnerable today worst five years of my life was when I was at a strange with my pastor you can't be blessed And there's a, there's, there's a price to pay to rebuild and repair that stuff. But it doesn't get rebuilt and it doesn't, it's never repaired if you don't go to work on what is messed up. As long as you keep standing by saying, well, I was right and I was justified and I... At some point, at some point, you got to wake up and be man enough to realize that your relationship... There is something greater. There is something greater than the inheritance that a father gives. There is something greater than an inheritance that a father gives. It's having a father to begin with. And if you're going, men, I'm telling you, if you're going to have a relationship with your pastor, you got to work at it. If you're going to have a relationship with men, if you're going to have a good relationship with other men in your church, you're going to have to work at it. 
Well, I lost my amen corner. Where's that sermon bunch? You said you'd be helping me today. If we're going to have unity, if we're going to have unity, where there is anointing, there is unity. And if we're going to have unity, we got to work with one another. much more energy does it take to use your words to build somebody up and not tear them down well I heard or so and somebody so and so told me or I heard or I, I get off of the phone and get on your knees and say God what can I do let's repair this let's fix this let's build this back up we've got to stop He's not listening today because he's in Spain, but even if he was, was, I wouldn't change the way I say this because I mean it. It wasn't David Shatwell's responsibility to come to me to get that fixed. That's the son's responsibility. I'll talk like this in front of my son. Because it's because of my sons and my daughter was one of the reasons I went to repair, went to work on this stuff. How can I work on your churches? How, how can I step in and start working on your church if I have relationships in my own life that are splintered and that is a foothold for demonic spirits? If I was at odds, if I'm telling you right now, if I was at odds with somebody, well, I didn't expect this to happen, but maybe this is it right here. I wouldn't let the sun go down until I made some kind of effort. Somebody, somebody needs to go to Lowe's today. Somebody needs to go down to the Home Depot. Give me some, give me some of that plywood. I need a load of that two by, load of those two by fours. I need some, give me some cement there. Somebody give me some cement. I, I, in fact, I'm gonna need to rent that auger. What are you gonna do? I'm going home to work on my relationship. My relationship with my wife. My relationship with my brothers and sisters. My relationship with my pastor. My relationship with my kids. I feel in the spirit right now there's estrangement in this place and you have you've come to the conclusion it's just that way that's just the way it's going to be really Carol's here he knows I'm not trying to incriminate him and pull somebody else into this I'm just telling you the first time I stepped out to try to make that attempt. He, he was too warm. Outside of God, I owe every, everything in the world to my pastor outside of God. My family, my mom and dad, and the normal things. I'm talking about my ministry's concern. It had been easy to walk out of that first meeting. Say, well, that wasn't... That wasn't received too well. Right. 
I got settled the other night in my spirit. I was in Shawnee preaching. And on the way, just, I don't know what it was. I, I don't, honestly, I don't know what it was. But it's like something just come up. Something still ain't right. I got on the phone. My wife said, I'm, I'm not coming home tonight after church. She said, what are you doing? I said, I said just something ain't, something ain't settled in my spirit. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to my pastor's house. Something happened throughout the service and it settled down. It was okay. But that's how serious I am. I'm not going to let a tornado of turmoil come in and rip up the most important relationships in order for me to spiritually succeed in my life. I'm not going to let some tornado of turmoil come in and rip all that up. that big tornado that come through and more you don't see the signs of that anymore come on you don't stand around saying well it tore up a mile in places it tore down buildings and tore down trees no there's no you no signs of that damage you know why because nobody come on you can't you got at some point you got to stop the reporting and somebody's got to get a hammer in their hand and say let's build it back up let's build it back up we got to put another tree in the ground put another piece of lumber down put Lay another driveway. Build another house. Well, you don't, you don't know who I have estrangement with. You don't know who I had estrangement with. Come on. <laughs> I don't know anybody with a human will like his. But I was determined. It's better now than it's ever been. And sometimes you don't value something until you've lost it. You don't know how much you had until it's not there anymore. You got way too much to work on in your own life. Spend all your time on the internet, social media, and on the phone trying to work on everybody else and work on their stuff. And I don't want to sleep at night. If there's something not right between me and somebody, and it's not a matter, Brother Sampson, if it's going to affect the revival in my church. It's just a matter of how far it's going to go. Before I do something to get it stopped. I'm closing. Better build altars. Better build up walls. And rebuild relationships, relationships that matter. Build up one another. God help me see the significance that each one of my comrades plays. And I I have I have because of little personality quirks, and I'm aloof and just, just weird. And, and most, it, it's just, 
It just is what it is. But I read that deal, it's been a while back, and I, and I live with it every day. At the end of the day, it's not going to matter. They're not, they're not going to remember what you said. They're going to remember how you made them feel. And, 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 and somebody with a quirky personality like me, I, I'm having to adapt to buildings and acclimate to buildings and I don't like crowds and I don't want to be up in front of people and I'm, I'm, it's just, it's little personality quirks, but brother Blakely, I've got my mind made up. My brothers are too important. I can't do this by myself and I don't want to, I don't want to walk away from anywhere and saying, man, what's his deal? one thing I loved about Wayne McLean, every time, I thought about a 19-year-old preacher, every time I'd walk out of his presence, I felt like I could take hell on with a water pistol. I want to be that kind of man. Come on, don't you want to be that kind of man? I want to make my brother feel like, we can't do this without you. We can't. This can't be an apostolic church. I needed a short friend in my life. <laughs> he was standing up talking. Brother Samson was sitting down last night. And he was standing up talking to him. And I leaned over and told Brother Dan. I said, look. I said, them two's having a face-to-face talk. <laughs> I didn't have any. I don't think I had any joy. Real, like, deep down in the cellar joy until God gave me a... David Morrison in my life. <laughs> I don't want to walk away and people wonder, what's his deal? What's he got in his crawl? Is he with us or for us or against us? Or? Last thing in the world I want to. Man, we need young men. I, I hope somebody believed in me. And I'm still young. I, I, let me go ahead and just preface that. But not as young as I used to be. I, it, was, it was men that believed in me as a young man. That was fueling my tank. I'm going to tell you something. And I'm not trying to put myself in a position that I'm not, but I was listening to Holy Ghost Radio the other day and, and Randy Keyes was talking and it was in a PSR meeting and he was going down through their name and the ages. And it was the Randy Keyes and the Johnny Godairs and the Mark Morgans and the Nate Wilsons and that old PSR crew that did, it was a shaping. Some of those same men were involved in ARC there in Tulsa. Those men were involved in the early years of shaping. But when they started going down through there, it was 37, 38. So if you're a young man here today and I've ever made you feel any other way than needed or important to the kingdom... I publicly apologize to you because I had a wake-up call just a few days ago. And if men 
in their late 30s and early 40s made an impact on me at 16 and 17 years old. I may not make a positive impact on you, but I sure as all get out don't want to make a negative one. I'm talking about building relationships. Pat, would you help me? Last, I'm done. Man, you better know how to build up your kids. You better know how to build up your wife. You better know how to build altars. You better know how to build walls. And I'm going to tell you something. If you go to building all those things and you don't build this last thing. Well, I don't know that you can go to building on all those other things without building this thing. Jude dealt with this. He talked about building up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Man, you better know how to build yourself up. I'm going to try that again. I needed more amens there. Man, you better know how to build yourself up. I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way. If you live by their criticism, if you live by their compliments, you'll die by their criticism. I'll say it again. If you live by their compliments, you'll die by their criticism. Compliments are nice, but you you better learn to build your own self up. I'll tell you how we're going to close this conference. And I think, I think seeing these men, this is going to be all right. We're going to end this conference by talking in tongues. Some of you men come in here, come on, and you, you're tongue tied. Come on, and you're not able to build a relationship with your wife and build a relationship with your church and build a relationship with the walls and build a relationship with personal conviction. And it all goes back to you don't know how to build up yourself. You don't know how to pray through. Johnny Carroll, oh, I miss Carlton Watkins. Oh, I miss Carlton Watkins. Oh my God, I miss Carlton Watkins. The last tail kicking I got from the Dangerfield Gentle Giant, I was hot. I was mad. He said, son, tell me what's wrong. And I've ranted and raved for about 20, 25 minutes. He grunt every once in a while. Huh. Huh. Finally got quiet. He said, are you done? I said, yeah, I think. And he said, I got one question for you. He said, when's the last time you've been to Calvary? You better know how to pray through. Come on, you better know. Come on, you better know how to pray through. I don't need Sunday night bass player thumping and the choir swaying and rock. You better know how to pray through. You better know how to climb out of bed on Monday morning and before you've even brushed your teeth. 
I submit to you that the number one reason that these scattering spirits have scattered and have made their and had their way pushing the heads of men down is because men don't know how to build themselves up in the spirit. I've heard it for years. If he had been here, you'd have heard him say it. I've heard Brother Morton for years. Talk in tongues. 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 Tongue talking time. You guys ever heard him say that? It's tongue talking time. Let me tell you, Brother Marshall, it works. Because the last eight weeks, I've been in revival in Fresno. 41 years of tongue talking time. We've had over 65 get the Holy Ghost and have baptized over 30. Men, listen, men have to know how to pray in the Spirit. All right, I'm an hour. I'm an hour, but I'm done. Okay? There's men that walked in this building. Your prayer life, what little bits left and... It's, a one, it's no wonder it is what it is. Your prayer life consists of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, my God, my God. It's no wonder you're weak. It's no wonder you don't have any spiritual antibody to fight off anything. It's no wonder, it's no wonder you're anemic. It's no wonder your pastor's suffering. It's no wonder your church is suffering. I look down here and see Brother Dunn. I wonder what would happen tomorrow in Broken Arrow. If it was men that would walk back in that church in the morning. And there's none of this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus said, avoid all that vain repetition. Are you going to get off of the edge? No, I believe in praying in English. But my God, you'll do more praying in the Holy Ghost in five minutes than you will praying in English for 30. Hey, Johnny Garrison was right when he looked me in the eye and said, you don't know how to pray. And I thank God every day that I live, or just about every day, come on, that that old missionary got in my face when I was 16 years old and said, boy, I don't care where you were raised. I don't care. I don't care what kind of ideologies they have. You got to talk in tongues more than once in your life if you're going to be saved. Well, I'm on hit. By the washing of regeneration. And what? Do you not? You, you are not saved by the initial evidence of speaking with tongues. I'm not qualified to say a lot, but I'm qualified to say this. I cut my teeth on this spirit. You are not saved by the initial evidence of speaking with tongues. You are saved by the over 
and over and over and over and over and over. Flow of the Spirit in your life. Through the Spirit. There is mortification of the deeds of the body. Brother Carroll taught English. He doesn't say by the Spirit. He says through the Spirit. Men, you can't stay delivered. You can't keep the deeds of this evil body mortified. Back out. Back out. We're going to do. I'm going to do what we, Is this all right? Good. Back out. We're going to pray in the Spirit. We're going to affect 32 local churches. What's your guy from Berryville's name? Brother Thrasher, I like you. My wife's got all kinds of family that doesn't know anything about Pentecost that live from Harrison to Berryville. Not near, in the near future. We're going to, I'm fixing to put them, put you on them. Somehow we're going to make a way. I wonder what, I wonder what would happen in the hills of Berryville. If something would get on every one of your men in this meeting this afternoon. Brother Blakely, is it, is it going to make you feel like any less of a man if you know you got men in your church that are holding up the hedge, praying in the Holy Ghost for you? Make you feel better. This is a carpenter that's going to tear off the horns, subdue these scattering spirits. Talking in tongues ought to be, it ought to come as, as natural to you as talking in English. I'm going to tell you, it's not, it's not, it's not right. If praying in the spirits a struggle to you. Well, I ain't never heard this talk like this. Well, there's a first time for everything. You can't even begin to build up and work on these other things if you can't pray in the Spirit. And I'm talking about some mealy mouth, mousy sounding. When men talk in tongues, it's supposed to sound authoritative. I'm going to tell some of you men something right now. There's spirits on the loose in your church. And women, thank God women are willing to pray. But a woman, want to take a woman a week to get back in a corner if a man would just walk in there and say get your stuff and get out of here it's the authority of a man this is how we're going to start we're not going to condemn this is not about condemnation this is not about embarrassment well I don't want to be exposed well I'm not trying to expose you I'm trying to expose a lie and if it's 10 men, we'll start with 10, but it's more than 10. If you're here, and for whatever reason, it doesn't even mean you're backslid. You struggle. It's a battle. Ain't no reason why you ought to have to pray 30 minutes. Ain't no reason somebody had to pull on your ears and scream, shake your head and bow you over backwards for you to talk in tongues. If you're here and you're a man 
There's men in this building. You don't even know if you've got the Holy Ghost. Because that's what this will do right here. You want to be a tongue talker. You want to be able to build in the spirit. Not just yourself, but your church. It's going to take a... All I need is about three courageous men that will step out for You say, I want to be able to fluently speak with tongues. I struggled breaking in the spirit. Why don't you come lying across the front of this building? Come on. Come all the way across the front of this building. Don't. See there? You thought you thought something was wrong with you. String out across here. String out across here. Now, man, look at me. Look at me. Now I want you to look around. Slick Willie, look around. Look. Look. No, look around this altar. Now you see there? He's a liar. And he told you there was something wrong with you. He told you you were the only one that struggled with this. What kind of dad? What kind of dad? Oh my God. What kind of soldier in your local church are you going to be? You can pray with authority and pray in the spirit. You want it to break? 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 How bad you want it to break? Come on, man. Come out. Come out. Get in here behind them. Get your hands up. Open your mouth up. Stop talking English. I lose your tongue. I lose your tongue. I lose you to build yourself up in the spirit. I lose yourself. I lose you to build yourself up in the spirit. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Receive the Holy Ghost. My God, look at this. My God, look at this. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Build yourself up. I say build yourself up. yourself up. Come on, open your mouth. No more Jesus, 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 Jesus. No, it's tongue talking time. Help me, man. Help me, man. You're dangerous when you talk in tongues. You're powerful when you talk in tongues. You're a threat to the devil. You subdue scattering spirits when you build yourself up. King Jesus, my Savior, I give you all of me. Go. I give you all of me. Go. 
Here's what I want you to do. Connect with a man. I'm going to say now. I'm going to say now. When I say now, I want you to open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues with authority loud all over this building. You watch what's fixing to break. Come on. There ought to be a roar in this place. Are you ready? God's going to give you an unction. Are you going to help me? Come on, raise the roof. Now, go now, 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 go now. Come on, men, now. Now. Come on, lift that voice. Somebody let that scattering spirit know. Not my family. Not my church. Not my kids. Not my soul. Not my marriage. Take it up. Take it up. Come on. God, let there an authority. Let a confidence. Let our men... Talk in tongues with confidence, with surety. there and talk in tongues stand right there and talk in tongues come on get in the spirit I don't want you just to carry water for the man I want you to be able to war in the spirit for the man Jonathan Burl come here You want to be used to God? Go stand in front of your man of God and talk in tongues. Come on. Come on. You don't have to touch him. Just pray in the spirit. Ward off anything. Ward off anything.
comes again. Open your mouth and pray with confidence. Pray with authority.